0: This is episode number 276. Are you placing happiness in the future and wishing time away? Welcome to the Sonia Looney Show. This is a podcast about how to live a high-performance life, spanning the categories of mindset, plant-based nutrition, and inspiring stories to help you be better every day. I hope everybody is doing well as we are approaching the holidays and that you have something fun to look forward to. We are heading to Albuquerque, New Mexico in about a week. It'll be Bradley's first trip on an airplane and to the US and We haven't been back to visit family there since 2019, so that'll be really exciting. We have seen my parents. They've been up here a couple of times, but it's going to be great to finally see my grandma again. She's in her 90s and also just to go back to the place where I grew up. And I'm really looking forward to the big blue skies and all the sunshine. If you're looking for some extra inspiration over the holidays, make sure that you are subscribed to my weekly newsletter. It comes out every single Monday where I talk about mindset, motivation, productivity, habits, and all of that fun stuff to help you be better, which goes along with what we talk about in this podcast as well. You can sign up at sonyalooney.com slash newsletter. Pregnancy is going well. I'm at about 25 weeks. This month has been pretty hard on the family. Matt and Bradley both had a cold for 10 days, and then Matt got sick again for about two weeks, and then I got it, and I'm still recovering, so it's been kind of a rough month in terms of sickness, and I have a newfound appreciation for moms that have to still do it all while they are sick because, man, that is really hard. So let's get into today's episode. If you are a frequent listener of this podcast and or you are a subscriber to my newsletter, these topics will not be new to you. But I wanted to present them today because I think it's really important to talk about where we're placing our happiness and how we are approaching our time. The first question I want to ask is that Have you ever noticed that when you get close to the end of something hard, you wish that you were at the finish line? I notice this feeling the most in mountain bike racers, and it doesn't matter how long the event is, but when I'm about 70% done, and maybe even sometimes before that, I start dreaming of the finish line. I start just wanting to be at the finish line instead of valuing the last 30%. And it also happens during a workout or a project that I'm working on. We start anticipating being done and then we just wish we were at the finish line. And this is the problem with finish lines. Generally, finish lines can be a great place of celebration. But if we get so focused on that finish line, we can either lose motivation or we can lose being in the moment and enjoying what we're doing in that time. And I admit that I've done this even at looking how long it'll be before my son's bedtime or my son's nap, wishing the time away so that I can have time to myself. And It's a little bit embarrassing to say that out loud. I feel a little bit of shame when I say that, but I just want this to be real and I'm sure that other people have experienced that too. So why do we try to speed up time? Most of the time we've worked so hard just to even get to the start line and then we catch ourselves wishing the time away. I don't have all the answers here, but I do have some thoughts. I think that sometimes we wish time away because we are bored, we are uncomfortable, or we just maybe thought things would be different. And the thing that I've learned through bike racing applies everywhere else in my life, and that is that uncomfortable moments never last. And the patience of waiting through them and catching the next wave teaches us that we are resilient. It doesn't mean that you have to enjoy discomfort or boredom or insert how you might feel in the moment and why you might be wishing that time away. But I used to wish time away even when I was winning a race because I felt like I had everything to lose and I felt vulnerable. So how can we go about savoring more moments in life, even when we find ourselves wishing it away? A big theme that came out as I was considering this is just discomfort. And you've heard me mention that just in the last minute, a couple of times. Learning how to accept discomfort, you know, again, you don't have to like discomfort, but just accepting the discomfort can help us stay in it a little bit longer, whether it be staying in your interval just a little bit longer, whether it be accepting and staying in a hard moment just a little bit longer or even just being bored for just a little bit longer. Discomfort is also one of the reasons why we struggle with consistency with our habits because a lot of times we don't feel like doing the thing that we said that we're going to do and it's uncomfortable to get started or to even do it in the first place. Even just having the awareness of how you're feeling and accepting how you're feeling in the moment will help you get through it. And again, it doesn't mean that you like it, but it will help you get through it and it might even help you be more present. When it comes to wishing time away, the awareness that we're even trying to do it in the first place is a good place to start. And it might show up in different ways. You might feel impatience in your body. You might feel apathy. But just trying to pay attention and tune in to when you're trying to wish time away and why you might be doing that is going to give you some insight on how to proceed next. The next is ask yourself why you might be wishing the time away. When I catch myself wishing time to pass with my son until his nap time, it's because I want a break or maybe I'm feeling a little bit burnt out. When I wish time away at a race, it's because I either feel vulnerable to something bad happening, I'm bored, maybe I'm just tired and things aren't going the way that I want them to be and I just want them to be over. So what insight can you gain from noticing why you are wishing time away? In my case, if I am wishing time away to make it my son's nap time and I need more breaks, I need to ask for more help. If I'm in a race and I'm struggling because I feel vulnerable about something bad happening or I don't want it to hurt anymore, I need to work on that mental skill that might need a little bit of a tune-up. Asking questions about discomfort or pain or impatience can give us some interesting actions to take later so that we might have more resilience whenever they come up again. Next, ask yourself, how can you savor the moment? In the moment where you're wishing time away, ask yourself, how can I savor this moment? What joy can you find, if any? And how can being present and not wishing it away serve you later? This is very similar to gratitude, looking for something that you're thankful for, but finding a way to savor it. And it's really funny. I have this lid. It's like to a drink that I had many years ago that I found on my desk, and it just says savor the moment. And I save that because I think it's so important because we start wishing time away or we start wanting to speed time up to get to the next thing. And even if we're looking forward to something in the future that we're excited about, sometimes we try and wish time away. Like I'm really excited to go to Albuquerque in about a week, but I'm trying my hardest not to wish that time away, not to wish away the next week, not even to wish away the time that I'm sick until I'm healthy again. Like That is really hard too, but trying to just find what I can savor in the moment. Another thing you can do is remind yourself, this is what I came for. So when you do an interval workout and you are suffering and you just want it to be over, that discomfort is actually what you came for in the first place because it's how you can improve. If you're out doing a different sport or you're at the gym, this is what you came for, even if it's hard in the moment. If you're a parent, raising children is what you came for. It doesn't necessarily make it easy, but a simple mindset shift maybe makes you realize that. It isn't going to be perfect or feel good all the time. It's just not realistic to think that way. It shifts you from avoiding discomfort and into a mindset of accepting the discomfort as normal, but also as impermanent and also acknowledging that there are tons and tons of positive and lovely moments that happen and that a trajectory is going to have a lot of different data points. Another note is that we often look back fondly, even on hard times. And I hear people say some of their favorite times in their lives were when their kids were little or even when they were super focused working on a very hard voluntary challenge that they've done. We look back fondly at these moments, but sometimes when we are in them, we want to speed up time because we wish things were easier. Savoring the challenges and knowing that later this will be a moment or a set of moments that you will fondly reminisce about is powerful. Thinking about how the, quote, future you will feel if you savor the moment is also a fun question to ask. And there is also a texture of acceptance for what it is when you try to savor instead of wish it away. You've heard me use the word acceptance several times about discomfort. And again, it isn't always uncomfortable all the time in our lives, but whenever we're trying to wish time away, whenever things feel hard, whenever we don't want to do a habit, it's because of this discomfort piece. And the acceptance piece helps because what you resist persists. The next part of this podcast episode is about putting your happiness in the future. And I'll read you a quote really fast. It is, happiness is a butterfly which, when pursued, is always just beyond your grasp, but which, if you sit down quietly, might alight upon you. And that is by Nathaniel Hawthorne. And so many of us say, I'll be happy when... We often assign contentment and happiness to the end point of the goal, to the finish line of the goal. So maybe that's another reason why we wish time away. I'll be happy when my son takes a nap. I'll be happy when I make it to the finish line of this 100 mile race. I'll be happy when I save $5,000. I'll be happy when I lose 10 pounds. I'll be happy when I go on vacation. I'll be happy when I buy a house. I'll be happy when, and you can just insert whatever it is. And I'm sure that you've said that, all of us have said that and frequently do say that we'll be happy when we get something. The first problem with this line of thinking is that our happiness in all of these examples is that we place our happiness on an outcome. The second problem is that even if you do achieve that outcome, your brain will rapidly recalibrate to a new normal, or if it looks like you aren't going to achieve that desired outcome, you might lose all motivation. And sometimes even whenever you achieve that outcome, you belittle your results, which happens a lot. It's really frustrating whenever we do that. We've all progressed and met goals that we thought would make us happy. But when we get there, it's often not as amazing as we had hoped. And we don't feel that contentment we are hoping for. I really experienced this whenever I became world champion. I thought that it was going to be this amazing feeling. And people ask me like, oh, how was it? And yeah, for like a few moments, it felt amazing. And then after that, it didn't feel amazing anymore. And in ancient Buddhism, this phenomenon is called the hungry ghost, where we are trying to feed our ego. We just keep trying to feed it, but we are never full. It'll never be enough. And we also look at other people who have more of whatever it is that we are striving to attain, and we automatically assign that they are happier than us. This is something that I think about often whenever I'm setting my own goals, because I know now that even if I accomplish something, if I make a certain amount of money, if I get a certain achievement, if I do something that is notable, I know that it still isn't going to be enough because of this hungry ghost phenomenon. So I try really hard to put my happiness in the present instead of saying, I'm going to be happy when I become something or when I get something. We are on a quest to feel fulfilled, to feel happy, to feel content. But what does that even mean? Have you ever sat down and tried to define what happiness means to you? Our dictionary defines happiness as showing pleasure or contentment. Aristotle used the word eudaimonia to describe the feeling of happiness. It's a Greek word that translates to human flourishing or blessedness. The word happiness is often considered too vague in research and has even been replaced with the term subjective well-being instead. And that's because happiness is so broad and happiness can be so fleeting. And if you want to look up subjective well-being, there's a lot of interesting information out there about that. But we often hear focus on the process and fall in love with the process and don't think about the outcome. And you've heard that a lot on this podcast. You've heard it from guests. And I do love this advice. And it's something that I often remind myself to remember. But you can still have an outcome goal. It's just that The majority of your goals and the primary focus of your goals should be on the process. And the outcome can just be that thing that you're shooting for. I can personally think of things that I've achieved where I said, I'll be happy when, but that happiness is short lived. And being happy working towards doing something, being happy doing your best on a daily basis, whatever that best might look like, and focusing on your daily actions and daily steps to improve are great ways to feel more fulfilled and find more meaning in your life. But there's an even better way that I found to talk about happiness and define happiness. That's called The Theory of Authentic Happiness by Martin Seligman. There's a book he wrote about this. I talked about this on a Crush It Monday podcast episode. I think it was in 2018. Martin Seligman is a pioneer of positive psychology. This field exploded in the late 90s, and has been continuously growing. And his theory is called the theory of authentic happiness. And if you look him up and want to read some of his books, they're fantastic. The theory of authentic happiness defines happiness with three elements, positive emotion, engagement, and meaning. So I'll say that again, positive emotion, engagement, and meaning. And we need all three. To get deeper, positive emotion is what we feel, feeling pleasure, feeling proud, engagement, is achieving a state of flow, which you probably hear about a lot these days, or concentrated attention. And that is one really important reason why mindfulness and meditation practices is important because you can train your focus and you can train your attention so that you can have that feeling of concentration and engagement. And meaning refers to belonging to and serving something that you believe is bigger than yourself. This way of defining happiness really resonated with me, positive emotion, engagement, and meaning, because a lot of them, weren't just an end state or an outcome. We achieve flow or concentrated attention just by being focused on one thing in the present moment, not on something in the future, not saying I'll be happy when I get this thing. And a deliberate deliberate presence, everyone gets there in different ways, but it's based on action, not the end result of the action. So I'll say that again, being deliberate about presence, everyone gets there in different ways, but deliberate presence is based on an action that you are taking right now, not the end result of the action. And I like meaning as a sense of purpose. To, and my my sense of purpose is to help others be better because it's not outcome based. And actions that I can take or you can take on a daily basis give your life meaning. So if I like this podcast is one way that I find meaning in my life to help people be better, help give them information so that they can lead better lives. There may be gold stars and podiums and promotions and downloads and more money that might come along the way as a result of these actions. But being focused on the actions themselves, not on what the actions bring, will give you more fulfillment and joy and meaning in your life and even happiness. And for the positive emotions part, I don't need to talk too much about that because we know what it feels like to experience positive emotions. But if you can try to think of times this week when you experience positive emotions and then try to figure out what they were linked to, I bet that they weren't linked to some outcome. They were linked to something that you were doing in the moment or maybe even spending time with family or your dog. Personally, positive emotions are linked to improvement, like getting better on a technical section or just getting better at something in general. Feeling a sense of joy, like when I spend time with my son or experience a beautiful view. Helping somebody, or being around people that make me feel more loved. To summarize, I've talked about simply being aware of when we wish time away to avoid discomfort, boredom, and some other emotion. There is value in accepting the moment and looking for insight within it, especially because the discomfort we are wishing away is something we often signed up for. And this goes for, this is only for voluntary things that happen. One caveat is that sometimes we have difficult times in our lives that come up, and they suck, and we didn't sign up for them. Really heavy things like death or sickness of a loved one, getting sick ourselves, global pandemics, etc. And in some of these cases, we won't know when the finish line will be. We can try to appreciate the here and now while still gently holding on to the idea of the finish line to maintain hope. And we can hope for the future or, re- or a result, but we can also find a way to savor even difficult times or moments except what is right now in front of us and try to live in the present a little bit more. That doesn't mean ignoring all the negative emotions either. Next, I talked about one way to define happiness using Martin Seligman's theory of authentic happiness and how we often will hang our happiness on a future event because we think it will bring us contentment. I talked about how important it is to look for joy, meaning, and purpose and concentration in our daily actions and in the things that we're doing because the action itself or the thing itself that we're doing is often what brings us those feelings that we're looking for, not the end result of that action. And I also wanted to share again the reminder that getting that gold star or that achievement might not be as amazing as you originally thought. And this isn't meant to be a downer. It's meant to be quite the opposite. It's to show you that we can find happiness and joy today in our daily actions instead of saying, I'll be happy when. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Once a month, I bring to you a solo episode with some research or some topic that I have been thinking about, and it's just to give you a little bit of a break from the interview format. And I love to get solo on the mic with you guys and just try and teach some of the things that have helped me so much in my life. If you're interested in anything that has to do with mental performance, that has to do with finding a greater sense of well-being, healthy habits, all of these things, Um, even a healthier mindset, I offer health coaching, one-on-one coaching, and also mental performance coaching. And you can find that at sanyaluni.com slash health coaching. And it's been a real joy to be able to work one-on-one with clients, especially with all the skills I acquired through doing a graduate level program at Vanderbilt University to become a health coach. I hope you have an awesome weekend. And I also hope next time I'm back on the mic, my voice sounds a little bit more like me. And I'm wishing you all the best. And I'm with you on this journey of personal growth, adventure, and our mission to be better every day. Bye.